This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Larry Richard unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland. Sheila back from her hometown visit in Portland, Oregon for our next episode. We're at 23rd and Vine, which is the Bourbon Street on the south side, East Carson, next to the Birmingham Bridge, thanks to Bob Bazelli and Luke Caputo, the owners, and very excited, Jim. We have we have theatrical royalty with us. I, I am too. I'm excited, uh, really am. And, and I got to say, I did the uh, Steamworks uh, Theater, small old community theater in Butler. Yeah. I uh, did stand up there on Saturday, and two people listened to every show, every 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 podcast. How are they? Were they were really drinking? nice. No, they were nice, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful people. Just really nice guys, and awesome. they, they they said they listened to every single show. So I, I thought that's got, that, that was kind of cool, right? That, you know, people come. I hope you thank them for all of us. I, yeah, I did. Yeah, that absolutely, cool. man. They, they were real nice people. But anyway, well, Mariah C. Kaminsky. Came to us from the West Coast, speaking of Portland, not too far, Seattle, Washington. Mm -hmm. And the story of how you got to Pittsburgh in and of itself is pretty fascinating because you are with a Pittsburgh guy. Oh, normally it's the Pittsburgh woman that brings the guys back. True. But in this case, serendipitously, so you're the creative director at the Pittsburgh Public Theater, mm-hmm. the esteemed O'Reilly in our cultural district. Here, here. And now it's been, what, three years? Almost four years. Almost four. Wow. Yes. So tell them the story about your husband who didn't think he oh, was yeah. ever coming back. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. I mean, I think he would argue that I brought him back. Um, yeah. He grew up in Penn Hills. Uh, his family you know, is from South Hills, and he hightailed it to Seattle in his early 20s. We met out there sometime later. Uh, and then I was invited to apply for this job for artistic director at Pittsburgh Public Theater. I, w- I had a great job at the Seattle Repertory Theater out there. We right. were building some really exciting work. Uh, but he was like, yeah, Pittsburgh's not so bad. Huh. Give it a shot. So I thought, was, I thought you was came here. I, came. Thought, I thought you came here out of the, because of the weather. <laughs> oh, my you God. Say, you know what? It's rainy in Seattle, but where could it be a little less rainy, but just as cloudy? Jim, here. this is true. I, I, probably I, more cloudy here. It actually, there's more sun here than in Seattle. Thank you very and much. I don't Thank take you. it for granted. Not Thank a you. day of Thank it. Thank you very much. Yes. So how <laughs> I met Mariah is I get this phone call <laughs> yeah, out of the blue. Hey, Larry, looking for a little cameo stage performance. We're doing a few good men. 
Love the movie. Jack Nicholson, Tom Cruise, Demi Moore. And I'm thinking, well, yeah. they don't want me for any of those Maybe roles. Jack's role. <laughs> but I, I thought. What was the famous line? You're in content. Was, was yeah, Nicholson you sound like, just like him. You, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. And I get Thanks, to respond Brian. to him. So Thanks for the assist there. I couldn't So Lou, <laughs> Lou's... Uh, Lucas Deli, the managing yeah, director. Yeah, I mean, he's a, who knows my wife from way back when they That's did theater at CMU. Wow. Yep. Just, as you've seen, cool. you're only a half person from everybody in Pittsburgh. Right? It's so true. So I've Lou suggested, I guess, to Mariah about some, get some local people involved. So I got a call. Local star talent. Yeah. Star quality, and, as well, we said. That's yeah. true <laughs> in Rocky Blair's case. But Rocky and I shared this role, and I thought, okay, it's a cameo. Right. We're going to match up our schedules and see what works. And then I realized when I saw the script, oh, the judge, a Marine Corps judge. The you judge. Were, you, in were, the, you were the judge. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, the man in charge. How about that? Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, though. After a while, every time I hit the stage, yeah. the boards, I heard, Dan Hut. And i like, I like this. Oh, yeah. And no, I realized this is the only time in my life You're this is ever going to happen. Ever. Yes. <laughs> so, Saluted so every far, time you walk in the room. Mariah <laughs> was amazing because she sat down with me one day, and I thought to myself, Jim, you know, a schedule for me in the fall with – Pit football, Steeler football. Yeah, two my, hours of sleep and that's My it. day yeah. job. You know, you live this life. So I'm thinking, there's actually no way I'm ever going to be able to do this. But we also had the speaker series. So I had some of those in between. Actually, still. <laughs> so, so Mariah was such a sweetheart. I didn't know what to expect on the phone. She was prepared. She sent me there. And we went rehearsal, rehearsal shows through the entire you know, broadcast through the how entire shows? run. How many shows did you do? Oh, I don't God. even remember how many. 30. I did. We probably did yeah. over you 30 did 30 shows. performances with your schedule. Plus yeah. all the lead the rehearsals. up. Rehearsals. Which started when? In three weeks of rehearsals. Three and a half weeks of rehearsals. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that is so cool. So Very nice Mariah stuff. gave me the confidence. And the, the fact is, my whole life, I waited for that phone call. Did you oh. always want to do that? Yeah, no, Larry. Well, you've done everything Larry. else, Larry. Well, he's a quiet. <laughs> Larry's, Larry's a supernumerary. Larry's just starting. He's just scratching the surface. Larry's we a, talked about this last Larry's week. A quiet superstar, man. He's got the talent. I'm trying to get it. No we're doubt. getting it out of him. But as we get older, we're we're getting less afraid. And we're trying new things, and, and you're starting. To, we're starting to do more things. Yeah, so, yeah, like stuff like that is. But Lee, you've always had that. The, you know, the guts to do that. Well, we got the call mm -hmm. up for Unsinkable. They're doing. This is the Pittsburgh movie it's about all the legal wranglings after the sinking of the titanic oh so we're in another courtroom now i'm typecast oh. thanks to you oh my gosh. Yeah. so i'm yes. gonna be a senator i think jim's a senator we still have too. your robe I'm a, so I'm a, i don't uh, need the robe i'm just <laughs> I think I'm hanging a, out at the I'm main a, table i'm a vagabond i think Oh, really? No, I'm making it. I don't oh, know. Oh, that sounds fun. I just thought I could play a good vagabond. <laughs> that would be 12. <laughs> titanic i thought i could be the best so i got to meet and see Mariah at work. Yeah. Now, you're an accomplished actress as well, and you directed A Few Good Men, and I was fascinated from, you know, the first day, the first reading, through opening night and the complete run. It went over like gangbusters. It was so well choreographed. We had a great Military time. precision. Well, we had uh, 
Lieutenant uh, Major Billy Jenkins with us from the Marine. Who's Corps, now on the board. Who is now on the Pittsburgh Public Theater board. This is an actual Marine. Uh, who really led us inside the process. Oh, and it was, was there, a huge show. Was I mean, it was like 15 people. For authenticity? Is that what the Marine was there? Well, authenticity. He's you? also a playwright and oh. a writer and an actor. So wow. authenticity. And he brought a lot of creative energy to the room. And he also did. really got us in order. He, he did also, not let us get away with much, you know. He brought the gravitas from yes. the military side yes, of things that yes. people respected. What it meant to wear the uniform yes yeah but i will say larry and rocky were the heart of the show oh uh, we had a really good can't, time can't yes. stop those two yes. dynamic hearts man we <laughs> shared we shared a dressing room rocky and i <laughs> he's a legend man isn't no, rocky I, the greatest you can't imagine jim this is like an hour Pittsburgh, man. It's so like god to us do you want to hear Jim franco an amazing f- you never know i had a program director in college who said to me do the things you're afraid to do mm-hmm. meaning Step out of your comfort sure, zone. Lean in. Yep. And I think everybody, to some degree, wants to be an actor at some point in their life. Mm. And I've been acting most of my life on the radio, That's right. acting like I'm happy to be sure. up at 3 a.m. Because that is not the case. <laughs> but I, I said, I got to do this. This this call is not coming again. Right. Mm. How often do you get a shot to do this? So a major league, you know. Mm. I, I did it. It was fantastic. It was one of the highlights of my career, my life. Sincerely, I would be so jazzed driving to the theater. Yeah. Cool, man. Gave you juice. Yeah, yeah. And buzzed driving home after the show. Yeah. And nervous wreck right up until you stepped on stage. So. (laughs) But then you step on stage, right? And you're there with the audience. You're there with the cast. And it's just like like you ride it. Playing a sport where Mm -hmm. they always say, you know, the players say after they get the first play, after the first contact, you feel like you're in. You're in. You're yeah. in the zone. Yeah. Um, but I was with some really outstanding talent, some really experienced talent. Yeah. So I didn't want to be in the way of their performance right. by not being up to a certain level. Yeah, you got to leave. Yeah, exactly. So, I know what you're saying. So here's the outgrowth of that. Two years later, yeah. COVID shut down everything for the 20. This was in mm-hmm. 2019, in the fall of 19. I get a phone call. Larry would like you to MC the Marine Corps Scholarship Fund Dinner. Um, I said, you know, I really appreciate you reaching out to me, but I did not serve. I was not a Marine. They said, we're aware of that. The guy I was replacing is Jim Roddy, who was a Marine. You know Jim. Sure. Jim wasn't feeling well, wasn't up for it. So I go, but I don't understand. They said, we want you. Wow. So. We go through the whole night. I do this. I go to this dinner, and it is just as you would expect. Right. Marines. It's precision. The program's Stress going. Blues. Many. Oh, it's yeah. sharp. Yeah. And at the end of the evening, when we're about to say goodbye, this Marine stops me. He said, stand by. We're not done yet. He comes up on the stage and presents me with this K-bar knife that's etched with like a real my knife? name in it. Yeah, Marine Corps knife in this. Like, in, you can, and I thought, this is so freaking <laughs> Rambo. Cool. Wow. Right. Well, we can I was bring so it excited. next time we walk North Hills. Or North, when we walk North <laughs> Park. I have it strapped we walk to North me. Park, bring your knife. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I had to strap to just me. To have, just for show. <laughs> the first thing I did was when I left, I took a picture and sent it to Billy Jenkins oh, because yeah. he's the real Marine. I said, I can't believe this <laughs> has happened. And so as we're about to exit the stage, this lieutenant colonel gets up and said, just for the record, the general, Pete Tulare's in the audience, yeah. and I saw a few good men 
at the O'Reilly Theater a couple <laughs> years ago, and we were talking about who we're going to get to replace Jim Ronnie, and we both looked at each other and said, him. There you go. Wow. So because of the play, I got to be at the Marine event. Then I got like invited to what they call a mess night. Really? And I was the only non-Marine in the room at the Duquesne Club. You talk about humble. Wow. And, That's awesome. You know, being quiet. But the, and sitting up straight. With, oh, yeah. Yeah. I behave myself. Oh, yeah. So all because, Jim. Pretty cool, man. Stepped out of my comfort zone yes. thanks to Mariah. Yes. yes. That's cool. And you're, and you're directing skills. So do you like, do you love directing? Which you I do to, love directing. More so than acting. At this point, I do. At this point, I do. I used to love acting. And, you know, I, I love to hear that, that most people want to be an actor. I think I that's think true. So. And I think, I think a, a lot, lot of people, people do acting sure. in their life. You know, it's like storytelling, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But directing, I feel like my job <laughs> looks easy. Yeah, it does. Uh, sometimes, if it's done well. Um, <laughs> but as a director, I really feel like I get to create the circumstances for other people right. to do their best work. Right. You know, come in with a vision, set the guide, ra- the guide the rails, vision. and then really let people go for it. And we really got to do that in A Few Good Men. I really... You immersed the, us. The whole was bigger than the sum of its parts. You yeah. really got everybody into the mode, focused you, us, talked about, you know, the guy that wrote it, it was Aaron Sorkin, and he Heard wrote he what's that heard of him yeah yeah he's yeah. pretty popular yeah yeah he's done so many big things oh. he wrote this Legendary, play on things. cocktail napkins right. while he was tending bar that's right in his genius. 20s he's yeah genius. genius of course yeah amazing and uh yeah that film's so iconic so there there is an expert you know expectation for the audience oh, that it's going to be good that's right. right yeah so if you didn't deliver it was going to be real obvious so true they're waiting for the line you know the line Oh, yeah. Oh, please say it, Jim. What was it? You're out. You're, you can't you're, handle the truth. Jack Nicholson. Right? Yeah, yeah. Ready? Nicholson. You can't handle the truth. Yeah. That's, pretty, that's pretty damn good. That's pretty good. Thanks. Yeah, that was. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks no set problem. Up, no problem. Hey. So when's your next play? You're gonna, you, like, you, you're, how do you direct? Oh, yeah. Like, Do you just choose them? How do you do it? You? Oh, gosh. Well, we go through a whole process to plan the season we just announced our season for next year excited about that but we have a play opening this saturday agatha christie's murder on the orient express we've been cooking it for the last two and a half years really (laughs) no we've only been in rehearsal (laughs) for three for three weeks but um have been looking forward to it that long and it you know that what you talk about larry the buzz and the excitement of going to the theater um it's not that i forgot Mm. but um you know, it's kind like, of like it, it was it was really tamped tamped down for a couple of years, and it yeah. has been so good to be back. And it's a bunch of incredible Pittsburgh artists. I mean, talk about star quality, mm. and we've been having a great great time. I think they will find, for many of them, it might be their first big stage performance. Some of them, yeah. In a you know, since a couple of years. Yes, for all of us, we're all. And, and they're going to yeah. find out audiences are so ripe and welcoming that the acting troupe's going to be really happy. You found this as a stand-up. Yeah, didn't you say you were sold out this yeah, weekend? Yeah, we sold out every show yeah. so far this year. Oh, my Three gosh. Three in a row so far. Yes. People want to get out. Yes, we yeah, want to get fun. out. We want to be together. We want to be entertained. By the way, how did the show go? I, it's great. Standing ovation, great crowd. Very oh, nice, yeah. Very nice. People. Did you sing? I heard you sang. I sang two songs. <laughs> What'd you sing? I sang uh, Beautiful Crazy and I'm a Believer. Beautiful Crazy by Luke Holmes. He's a mm. country guy. I'm not really a country guy. Mm. But uh, I started getting a little bit of country stuff, and, and, uh, and I'm a believer in monkeys. I, I'm, I'm a believer. Do we have time? We have time to talk about the story. But, uh, it's <laughs> unfiltered. Podcast, podcast, yeah, there you go. <laughs> about four years ago, five years ago, I was in a, a comedy festival in Cabo, San Lucas. And uh, 
I work in LA like every three months. So I'm more, mm. known, more of a West Coast comic. They don't know. They have no idea where they where I'm at. You know, they know I live huh. in Pittsburgh. It's my home. Yeah. But, so the Cabo San Lucas. So they picked like 30 comedians out of LA. We did this big, a festival in Mexico. Lovely. So I, so I did it, and the company that did it the following year was in, were in Puerto Vallarta, and they were giving a, a lifetime achievement award to the, the <laughs> duo Sam and Dave. Yeah. And one of them passed away. Either Sam or Dave. But anyway. One was left, but th- to get the lifetime achievement award, and they had all these. Other, but anyway, I get this call, and they said they're going through the whole thing, Sam and Dave, and all these other legendary rock people and soul people, and they're getting. And they said the DJ that we had was giving a, getting a lifetime achievement award. He was an a hole. He just kept asking for. <laughs> he's some jock in L.A. And he kept asking for like penthouse suites. He wanted like nine rooms. He went. He wanted this, and he went that. And they said like the third, or fourth call, they got mad. They're like, you know what? This yeah. guy's driving us nuts. Somebody in the meeting said, hey, uh, <laughs> remember Jimmy Crenna comedian? He said, oh, yeah, Cabo. They go, well, you know, he does a DJ. And they go, what? He goes, yeah. He didn't know it's a DJ. So he said, I think he may qualify. So they looked it up, and they go, the guy goes, shit, he's more qualified than the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the award. It's so like, well, yeah. So he flew me down. And um, they had all these, like, you know, like great musicians that from mm. every band you can imagine jamming all week. And at the end, I get the award. Well, they had a green room. In the green room, I hung out for 10 days with Mickey Dolans <laughs> and drank with him with the monkeys. Oh, my god! Which was amazing. Wow. He would be drunk and he would wow. sing, I'm a believer. Like, so like, that's where you... Having him with bourbon, I'm a believer, singing like, you know, I'm a believer. So I don't, I amazing. Just, yeah. Amazing. So I, you know, honor. I sing wow. Well, we want to hear was a long story, but still. all about yes. a weird story. Murder on the Orient Express, Agatha Christie. Get some credit, I guess. Oh, yeah. She oh, put yeah. it together. But yep. Mariah C. Kaminsky <laughs> is your director with the O'Reilly Theater, Pittsburgh Public Theater. And we'll talk more about it in just a moment. Larry Richard on filter with Jim Cred and Sheila Hyland. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Krenz, Sheila Hyland, Sheila, and back with us for the next episode. Excited to have Mariah C. Kaminsky, who is directing Murder on the Orient Express, Pittsburgh Public Theater, finally back back with this great show with Laura Nemitz. uh, Lenora. Lenora, Helena Ruati, David Whalen. Oh, yeah. Marty Giles. A few. It is it is brimming with great Pittsburgh talent um, and a lot of darlings from the public stage. Folks we've seen do a lot of really exciting things and some new faces that folks will be, I think, dazzled by. That would be interesting. Um, It'd be an yeah. interesting play to see, right? It'd be interesting. It is. It has been so fun. You know, sometimes you direct a play and you start like digging into it. You know, yeah. trying to solve the problems in it, and you find out that there's no there there, but. This has been every step of the way. Every time we peel a layer back, there is another layer to be discovered. And I hope I hope that's what the audience experiences. How do you explain it to someone who has never seen it, just to give them the thumbnail of what it's all about? Oh. It seems to me like it's the clue game on stage. Hey, that's pretty good. While it's moving. Uh, yeah, definitely. Clue live on stage. Definitely. On a moving um, train. On a moving train. The stage also moves. Really? There's fog. There's blood. I mean, it's it's going to be wow. all the good stuff. Okay. Um, you know, I was thinking about that. It's sort of like 
Knives Out meets It Happened One Night with a like smattering of duck soup is like the style of it, you know? And it's all of these international travelers who are taking the most exquisite train um, from Istanbul to Paris. Uh, and there is a murder on board and they run into a snowdrift and they are stuck on board the train with a murderer. And luckily, Hercule Poirot is also there to solve the case. Interesting. Yes. How about this? There was a billionaire... I think you know uh, the Hillmans. Yeah, absolutely. Remember Elsie Hillman? This was a very philanthropic family here. Yes, yes. So we were doing a children's hospital event where we had a gingerbread house built downtown, and we were raising money. And one of the premium items we had was a Lionel train car, boxcar, with our logo, KDK Radio, Iron City Beer, some other local on it. Oh, yeah. And... Elsie Hillman, the billionaire, came in person. Yeah. And she walks into the studio with this gentleman I work with, Rob Pratt, and she goes, oh, this is so nice. You're giving these away? Yes, they're premium items. It's a train set. She goes, oh, my son's into trains. And we go, really? And she says, yeah, he just bought the Orient Express. Oh, Oh, wow. (laughs) And and Rob says, and Rob says, who put that out? Was it Lionel or is right. it? And she goes, "Oh no, the or- he bought the Orient yeah, Express," yeah. Oh. and she wasn't kidding. My so we actually is. know who owns, who owns vicariously it? who actually so, owns the Orient Express. That's awesome. That's wow. so Pittsburgh. Yeah, that is that so you know? wild. Isn't that wild? So <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, it's really in the trains. My son owns that Orient Express. Wouldn't it be great to be that wealthy? <laughs> Yeah, I'm in the train. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way. Sure. Oh, not? yeah. So this is the first of a series of shows. The season oh, yeah. is, is underway. So you talked about just announcing some of the upcoming shows as yeah. well. We are back to business. And Murder, if, if you do want to come see Murder on the Orient Express, get your tickets now. soon. It is a hot ticket. Today. And then we're following up with August Wilson's Two Trains Running. It'll be set in the round. You'll be right in the diner, wow. right in August Wilson's world. Uh, and then we're, we're having Leslie Nickel, who plays Mrs. Petmore on Downton Abbey. She's doing her solo show this summer, wow. How the Hell Did I Get Here? Which I think we've all been asking for the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, and then we just announced next season. Do you want me to go through it yeah yeah, yeah i'm curious great yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's it's a wild ride you know we're calling it uh it's a new day um because it does feel like that to be back to business mm. we're starting with uh raisin in the sun by lorraine hansberry you know an american classic yeah. uh and then we are scooting over uh to ohio for christmas and we're going to be doing a christmas story uh in december on the o'reilly stage oh really and well, we are time. going to be having a pittsburgh wide search for our ralphie so you That's heard awesome. it here first. We'll have to look for Ralphie. Please do. You got a Ralphie? Yes. Who? Bernie Max. You have him, Larry? Yeah. You got casting for me? Maybe. We're, 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 look, okay, we're, yeah, we'll work it out. We're good. We're good. Uh, and then we're coming back with A Midsummer Night's Dream in Harlem, set uh, inspired by the Harlem Renaissance by resident director Justin Emeka, who did um, Sweat and American Sun with us. He's, he'll also be directing Two Trains Running. Then I'll be directing Steel Magnolias, a show very close wow. to my heart. Love the movie. Love the movie. Powerhouse movie. And, you know, laughter through tears, the best, the best emotion. Um, and then we'll have two new plays. One is called Young Americans by an amazing American playwright, Lauren Yee. Uh, and the other is Frida Kahlo, uh, uh, Self Portrait, uh, which is one woman, sh- one woman show about Frida Kahlo, which is acrobatic. The performer, Vanessa Severo, is just uh, amazing. So that's what we'll be closing up with next year. Hmm. Wow. 
That's cool. That's a lot of work. Uh, It is a lot of work coming, but man, it is so good to be back. We'll have our first audience tonight. You know, our dress rehearsals, we have Point Park students come and sort of give us an audience and see where the laughs are and see where the laughs aren't. How did you you start getting... I love people with passion for what they do. Oh, yeah. Can you tell? Before even... Direct deposits. I used to walk out of the radio station and not get my check. Forget about it. I walk out of clubs without getting my checks yes. or whatever. That's, Just loved what you did. Yeah. Yeah. I still do. So you walk out of clubs without, I don't think of it. But anyway, point of making, I can see it in your eyes. You get oh, that yeah. same thing. Oh, so yeah. what was it? What drove you? What, where, how did it kind of start? Where, where did somebody go? Did, were you a kid and just watched a play somewhere and say, oh my God, I'm going to do this? Or I would. Well, you know how, like, how you, you know, you enroll kids in sports to learn teamwork, you yeah, know, and yeah. self esteem. I, I mean, I'm sure sports are great, but I don't think you learn teamwork anywhere like you do in the theater. You know what I mean? Like, the show must go mm-hmm. on. The set must be built. You must be in costume, and you are out there in front of an audience with all of your friends, whether you like it or not, on opening yeah. night. And that sort of excitement, I mean, I definitely caught the bug as a kid. But now, you know, I mean, it's a hard world out there. You know, it's a divided world. You know, do, do we all know our neighbors? And I feel like the theater is like the one place where you can still go sit next to somebody you don't know, have an emotional experience, have a laugh, have a drink, and walk out like a little closer to the people around you than you were. That's what keeps me coming back. Cool. Yeah. Do you want to be an actress first? Well, I yes, I think I did. But I think everybody wants to be an actor first. You don't know that you can also be a sound engineer. Right, you can also right. be a projection designer. You know, now there's so many wonderful forays into it. But yeah, definitely wanted to be an actor first. What was your first public role? Oh, gosh. Um, well... I played Little Bunny Sue and Get Hoppin' in fourth grade. That was a big deal. <laughs> nailed it. Um, nailed it. Nailed Standing it. Uh, <laughs> Every night, 30 shows, killed it. But I, you know, <laughs> I was one of those kids that like did beauty pageants, was going to New York, did dance competitions and all that stuff. My parents really had oh, me yeah. engaged in that. But I did my first real theater role in sixth grade. I did Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. And wow. there was no looking back. I was like. You were done. That was it. To hell with the other stuff. I want to be in rehearsal. I want to be sweating. I want long days. I want all of that. So wow. who are your favorite? favorite role models when you were coming up as far as actresses or actors oh gosh what a great question larry richard um. mariah c <laughs> kaminsky says meryl streep yeah i mean of course the greats meryl streep and also people who are making their own work you know people who in the theater you know that yeah. in the 80s and 90s there were some wonderful solo performers uh writing their own work and i was always kind of a weird kid you know what I mean like I if they were casting Romeo and Juliet I was like not obviously the Juliet it was like you know um so I was hard to cast so I really admired people who wrote their own work and like found their own way right, right. yeah like, like comedians right Same truly write play. your own material sure. write your own opportunity yeah yeah what about stage versus screen because oh, you've done both <laughs> I still don't understand film. I mean, I, it is so, <laughs> it's, it's tedious. so hard. It's tedious. You know, I feel like as a, as a performer, I've not directed film. I've only acted. I just feel like I have very little control over my performance. You know, when you're an actor on stage, mm-hmm. you control it beginning to end, you know, for better or for worse. But, you know, take after take on film. And then really the story lies in the editor's room, you know. So it's fun and it's so glamorous. But... I still don't feel like I fully understand it. The stage mm-hmm. is really for me. So you got yeah. live audience stage. You, it's that's right. it's that's hard right. to replace that feeling being on a stage. And I know watching Jim, it's a transformation that goes on. When he takes the stage, Yes, he's been doing it so long. He's so comfortable. He feels in command. I could see it in the audience response is in kind. It, it, that makes it worthwhile. 
yes. where you don't get that feedback if you're doing a film till right. hopefully till the, til the people come out. But yeah. you're not there it. to see other people's reactions. Right. Totally. Right. In the moment, totally. you kind of know whether it's going well or not. You sure do. You sure yeah. do. And I think that's why, you know, houses are selling out. Netflix is great. You can watch so many great comedians on Netflix, yeah. but you can only go and feel that energy live. Yeah, they get yeah. their whole vibe. Yeah, yeah. Totally. It's live, live, live. And unfiltered. Murder, <laughs> very unfiltered. Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> Agatha Christie, but Mariah C. Kaminsky. Larry Richard unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland. We'll have a final thought in just a moment next. Larry Richard unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland. Sheila back with us for our next episode. And this time we get a chance to talk to from the Pittsburgh Public Theater director really the creative director for everything that goes on is Mariah C. Kaminsky who came to us from Seattle Washington with here. her Pittsburgh husband she actually dragged him back that's home right. to Lawrenceville oh yeah well Polish Hill oh Polish that's right Hill. Polish, Hill. Polish Hill yes nice. Polish Hill I love it how could I forget that that's where oh my, my mother-in-law is from oh yeah on the Michonne Yumpa Club coming up so, awesome. Do you know where the Opa Club no, is? No, I've not been. It's a secret. I'll show you. Oh, will you please? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm a Pittsburgh guy. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Man. You know, Larry, you threw me off. We had 28 shows. We, we never do final thoughts, but I'm, I'm thinking about it. Well, good I just, oh, yeah. I just said oh, yeah. Hmm. Final thoughts. I, know, I thought thoughts. Like we were going to throw something out like real heavy. Oh, no, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's like, kind of like, hmm. Hmm. Mariah. Like final thoughts. So mm. bacon is my favorite food. Oh know. yeah. Oh Whatever. yeah. I learned I learned in the play a few good men some things that I didn't really pay attention to yeah. or know before and that was it's customary after the show mm. closes that the actors exchange little notes, little gifts, oh, yeah. little oh, yeah. and uh so I thought, well, what do you give the director? And I thought, I'm gonna give Mariah a DVD of my movie oh, Amazing yes. Race. Nice. There you go. Like so, very good. Mariah was very gracious. Thank you. She didn't tell me. We don't own a DVD player anymore. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to ever play this. And, really but is. she was honest enough. Oh, Larry, it's 1998. Thank you for this DVD. <laughs> so, you had a performance of The Chief yes. last year. Yes, last fall. You asked me to do, because I do the public address for the Steelers at Heinz Field, they thought it would be cool to do the curtain announcements so awesome. in that voice. Really cool. Yeah. You know, welcome to Heinz Field. So we kind of reconnected there. Yeah. And then uh, Mariah sends me a note. Hey, she must have seen the DVD. <laughs> this thing has been sitting here. And the movie's really good, actually. It is. I highly it recommend is. watching. Thank you. <laughs> it is. It's a good movie. And so Mariah invites me to her home, which is this really cool space. that Full of show. Oh, yeah. They, they took this older home and reinvented it and on the top story they have a screening room really? slash office that's, that's a lofty description of it but yes no. there's a there's a projector it's there's a screen cool. <laughs> but they still didn't have a dvd player that's true so i owe mariah i think it's for 5.99 for the download because they had to get the <laughs> digital download and we had a couple but you of brought the wine and chocolate actors. Larry, which was pretty great guess yes. tell jimmy jimmy's one of the partners in the Yinzer oh cards and chocolate. I gave her a Yinzer card. Very nice, yeah. We fought over that chocolate for weeks. We Sarah's candy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Dick Roberts is one of the other oh 
partners along with I had no idea. Yes. Rob Rogers, the great political cartoonist. Yes. CMU grad, very very talented, oh, right? Yeah. Good company. So you have this creative mind. Dick Roberts is a two-brain guy like you. Oh. And that means you have the creativity, but you also have to have that a little right business brain sense. with that business sense. Oh, sure. well, Otherwise, you can't really be a successful director in the theater. That's true. Yeah. You have to, well, that's true. Dick Roberts, I'm supposed to be the comedian writer. <laughs> Dick always just has the best ideas. <laughs> well, Dick's like, he's <laughs> so good that I take credit for him. That's oh, how good hey, that there you go. And that sounds like a good part. He throws out here. these ideas <laughs> and then we maul them over. Jimmy comes up with a thing and Dicko goes, that's perfect. And then Rob will illustrate it, putting a little twist of his own in the artwork Love not unlike the artwork. not unlike what an editor does with a film where yes. it's a different vision along the way yeah. so you have the director's vision yeah. and then the you writer. have the and the and then there's the editor they usually don't want the writer around do they they don't in <laughs> film they don't in right. theater we cling to them Ste but yes oh yeah stephen king is one of the most prolific horror novelists of our time oh, right yeah oh yes they don't want him around a movie set they just What's don't. Why? Because he has so many ideas. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, no, right, once you get a game plan and a budget, you're like, that's nice. That's we true. That's Steven, true. Steven, please go away. So, it, so in the theater, sure. you want the writer on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It centers around the playwright. Oh. You know, it's like if, if you develop okay. playwrights, everybody works, right? Ah, the plays okay. are written. The plays are happening. Also, speaking of Stephen King, I must say, it does feel like a theater day around here. And I just have to plug, there's so much great theater happening in Pittsburgh cool. right now. Misery is coming up at Bare oh, Bones wow. Theater, Plano at Quantum, and okay. Paradise Blue just closed at City mm -hmm. Theater, and it was amazing. So. Misery would be oh, yeah, a good stage play. I mean, very much. Horrifying. Awesome, right? awesome. you, you, have you seen the film? Yeah, a long time ago. That yeah. hobbling scene is still amazing. hard to oh, take. Oh, yeah. Get ready. I, Get ready. It's going to be amazing. I mean, I'm your see Murder on the Orient Express first, Jimmy but then and I, go to Misery. Jimmy and I have lived this to some degree, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not hobbling? the hobbling part. No, not that part. It never got that far. What are you talking about? Stalkers. Yeah. Oh, come yeah, on. Oh, yeah. How much time do we have? I want to know more. Well, when, when you look like this, people. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Aren't you a famous actor? Huh? No, no but there. You have it for. So there was a woman. You have a few. She's gone on. Okay. But gone on she followed my career. Yeah. Oh. She showed up at my wedding. She showed up oh, at places. Geez. She had to pancake nice makeup like a Kotobuki oh, yeah. actor. Wow. And she was a dead ringer for Kathy Bates. Oh, Whoa! Oh, so when Start I saw the film, bed, I kept getting elbows like. This oh. is your light. That's going to be wow. you. My I can't Lord. talk to my, my stalkers. They're all alive right now. So I don't want <laughs> right. to ignite anything. Be respectful. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't yeah. be respectful. We'll do that in episode. I don't know. Pick an episode number down the road. Yeah, I'll show up for that. <laughs> yeah. like so ask some questions. Outside of theater, you've had hmm. an unusual opportunity to immerse yourself in Pittsburgh here, and Yinzer. Oh, and yeah. uh, how have you great. adapted now being... A Polish Hill resident yep. and well, official Pittsburgher. Oh, I mean, I definitely feel like Pittsburgh is my home. But I do think it takes several de decades to be an official Pittsburgher. No, no, Isn't Mike, that true? Mike Lang told we, me. We Mike have Lang said five years. Oh, five is years. Is that what it is? Mike, oh. Mike told me. Five, five years, you're kind of an honorary Pittsburgher. Ten I'm years, you're really there. in. You're okay, almost there. Okay, okay. Jimmy has the power to... Anoint? You. Yeah, I can anoint you. He can. I, it was in 2012. I was... I was uh, uh, I had the, the, oh. the, the, the thing, the proclamation that they made me, I was, I'm the ambassador. 
2012, I was named ambassador. Is he Yenzer ambassador? I was ambassador. Do you realize? It is my lucky day. Yeah. Yes. I can annoy I, you. <laughs> How about this? I can do it. How about this? I don't want to put you on the spot. Uh, yeah, let's talk about but, it. But I'll apply. Mariah knows. We'll take the quiz. Mariah knows talent when she sees it. That's right. One of our True episodes that. was with a gentleman who lived in a real, not just a haunted house, a demon possessed very house. Very bad. Yeah, in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Yes. yes. It, it, it was a book. Oh the, my yes. Scary demon. And now they're they're supposed to make a film about well, it's not it. For real. Unscary demons still. So in this film, now he told he sat right where you're sitting and told us the story. It was very riveting. Whoa. And this was a guy that used to be county commissioner of Allegheny County. It wasn't just some, you know, yeah. right. whack job. Some from vagabond. Right. Yeah. Out. I mean, this is a guy who held Stalker. a very important public office yes. and he was very reluctant at first to tell this story for obvious reasons. He didn't want people to yeah, think. Sure. Don't lose the demon vote. You're done. Right. So, <laughs> in God, the story. You're scaring me. In I the can. story. He scares me too. Like yeah. The story again. They went out right and, and got an exorcist. That's part of the game. That, now, here's Pittsburgh. You part. talk about a half person from everybody. Mariah, wait till you hear this. Seated, seated right here, Jim Cren says, I know an exorcist. I know, I know the exorcist. <laughs> But His it turns exorcist. out it was the guy. Yeah. Oh, I know. my. You got to tell her that Lord part Jesus. of the story. I, I do this uh, uh, retreat at this uh, monastery on Southside. Okay. And the exorcist uh, priest, he won't, I don't think he wants me to say it. Went, sure. Yeah, well, he's in a book. I'm say, yeah, Father Mike. Great guy. So I, I says, Father Mike here. And he, they said, no, nah, he, he's either on the road. If he's in town, he's here. We, don't, we haven't seen him or something. So the next day in the retreat, it, it, he happens to be at lunch. And I come over. I sit down next to him. Okay, the exorcist. Yeah, Mike. Father Mike. Yeah. Okay. So I said, uh, "Hey, you the exorcist?" He goes, "Yeah." He started talking about it because he wasn't like it. He's like, "Yeah." He goes, uh, "Yeah." And, and he's retired. My fa favorite line he said. He goes, "Exorcism is a young man's game." <laughs> that sounds like a final it thought. Is. It is. Yeah. So it's a young man's game, and I said, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah." It's a good so final a, thought. It's, it's not easy to get exorcism. You have to go like this. It's a class. Like if I wanted to be one, I'd have to go to this in the Vatican. Wow. I'd have to go to this class for like a year or something like that to be an exorcist. You don't. No Did he expound on why? Like it's physically taxing. Yes. Or, yeah. That it, it is very physically yeah. taxing. Mentally. Sometimes yeah. it takes time. He says you don't run into many demons though. That's really not rare. Oh. He said rare in his career as a demon. Don't Everyone's you have like, a guy that didn't Bob Azzelli, who owns Twenty Third and Vine, tell us there's a guy that comes by that says he's an exorcist too? I didn't know that. Or he knows the exorcist. I would like to meet. This no, no, I don't know who this is. Remember Vic Sianca, the cop that used to direct yeah. people? He was on Canada's yes, camera. That's his son. So oh, cool. I think he's an exorcist. Really? But ask. my point I, of bringing this up to, to Mariah is... I often hear <laughs> that. <laughs> what is your point? There's only no, one... Wait. We go, go. You know where this is going. Oh, yeah, I do now. I'm sorry. I was thinking... I'm, I'm thinking... Since you're a director, we're going to put Jim on the spot because we want him to audition... For the role of the exorcist for Father Mike the for the film, yes. he wants yes. to be Father Mike. I think I can play, but he's oh, going to yeah. add a Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh twist. What's a Pittsburgh story? So uh, what's the Pittsburgh twist? It's, it's got to have a little of, accent. You got to have a oh, dialect, yeah. or it doesn't work. Authentic. He's a Pittsburgh priest. Oh right? yeah, oh yeah. Authentic Yinzer accent. Yeah, you got to right. red up ready? the house, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. The, the demons in it. They say we got to call the priest from. So I make the call. Father Mike, please come. Mike arrives at the door. Yes. And he comes in and. I walk in, have my little bag. Yeah, yeah, down. exorcism bag. I look around, and I go, demon, get out of the house. 
Get out of the house. He named it Chuck Noll, Jack Lambert. <laughs> and then Swan, you leave. <laughs> now. I think you nailed it, man. <laughs> I'd see that film. I'd see that film. Yes. And I know who to call when I, you know, if I ever have trouble. If you, if you don't get that role. That's a crime. I, there's nobody <laughs> else. Oh, That's yeah. a crime, right? There's oh, nobody yeah. else that could do that role. No, nobody. Nope. Just me and Nicholson. That's it. <laughs> you can't handle Maybe Jack. Jack's in there again. Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express, awesome. Pittsburgh Public Theater, now showing. Now showing, yeah. Director is Mariah C. Kaminsky. Can't thank you enough. Thanks, I know Mariah. you're busy, busy, especially now, but we want to help launch, relaunch live stage performances and thank a big you. fan so cool. of your work for all the obvious reasons because obviously you're a gifted woman that has great taste. Yeah, well, I found, pen- I found you, right? <laughs> I found my way to you. And, and, it's um, a, and it's a beautiful theater. And oh, thank you, it is. is it, it is. Though? And it feels real good. It's down in the cultural district but, right absolutely. now. There's not yes. one bad seat in the house in that That theater. is so it's, true. Right? It is it's, it's absolutely true. It's the most interesting, true. intimate theater. Yes, thank it you. It is very if cool If you have not space. been there, come check it out. This is the show Please to do Please do. Mariah, thank you. Oh, what a pleasure. This has been a blast. It just dawned on me. Yes, you found me. In a wine cellar on the <laughs> south side. Again. In yeah, a basement. Again. Yeah, so, hey, it is what it is. We want to thank our producer, Dick Roberts, Jim Petolsky, whose company is officially Face for Radio, Marcello. Thank you, brother. And Sheila Hyland will return for episode 29. Yep, we're getting there. Bob Bazzelli, Luke Caputo, who own 23rd and Vine. You're invited episode 50 i'm planning something i don't know what it is oh i can't wait 50 i'll be here sure. all right it'll be an audition <laughs> big party big party i hope that role comes out for i hope you, so man. too i think I really it will. Do. We're, we're willing it's kind of like the secret will wish it mariah <laughs> just like the is secret. it proper yes. to say to the director break a leg oh always 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 yes well, i hope this break is legs a, and hearts this is like to say. Okay. a new okay. beginning for a whole Great season. We yeah. need more. This. Thank you. We need Thank this. you. Good to be here. Larry Richard with Jim Cran and Sheila Hyland. That's a wrap. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.